This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. There's a teacher I've been meaning to introduce you to for quite some time. His name is Mitra Politi. Mitra Politi. And he lives and works in Costa Rica now, a certified acupuncturist, intuitive healer. But what he really wants to do is work one-on-one with you to help you get your brain out of the way, to help get your ego out of the way. What would rush in? If you could pull yourself aside and all of your to-do lists and all of your thinking mind and all of your busyness, what if you could pull that all over to one side? What would be revealed or what would rush in? Mitra Politi believes we all have the key to finding this, but our keys are all differently shaped. Mitra's new book is called Insights. And this is the message he loves to share. How to tap into, into their own truth and to tap into the absolute truth that is beyond the circumstances and to find a way how to open that, that door, that key, to find a key because each one can uh, understand a little bit differently. And this is uh, the art of how to, how to transmit something, and not through the mind, but uh, through the being through the energy. Did you say presence. this is the art of how to transmit something? Transmit. Yes. Okay. And um and it's through the being. Now you you help people find their absolute truth. Is the absolute truth different for every person? No. This is the magic of it. The absolute truth is uh, existing each and one of us. We can call it uh, the spark of creation. We can call it uh, the divine in us. Yes, it exists in each and one of us. But each and one of us has a different uh, key to the same door. Different key to the same door. Oh, I see. What do those yeah. keys look like? As, as we are, our experiences in life and our background in life is different. So there is different way to, to navigate and to find the, the key to the heart of the people. And this is an art by itself because we accumulated protection, we accumulated layers over the years. So as our society evolved, we are very much more minor oriented rather than uh, the energy oriented, rather than uh, feeling the pulsating of, of the other. We are very good in rationalizing, we are very good in, in categorizing uh, each other in order to, to understand, but uh, most of the focus is on our brain and how we think and how we analyze and that prevents us many times to experience what there is generally in life itself as a phenomenon that is all around us Mm. Mm -hmm. wow you're so right i do this myself i rationalize i i analyze like when i come across someone i don't understand i have to try to figure out you know draw a map about what makes them tick and how they got there but i'm really not paying attention to their being or their essence while i'm analyzing and dissecting them mentally 
Yes, and, and this is what we absorb from, from our society. We absorb this way that, uh, that we have to do it in order to understand. But the truth is that we have different layers of understanding. The mind is, is one of them, but is not the absolute one. The, the absolute one is more our feeling, more our connection. As, as an open being. We are open being, the information that we are receiving is very different many times. So different levels of understanding and, and you can help us to be an open being. First of all, Mitra, Politi, where is this beautiful accent from? I adore it. Originally, I'm from Israel. I born in Israel and in the last 20 years, I live in Costa Rica. How did you find your absolute truth? What led you to your center? What led me to my center was first losing my center in order to find it. Uh, like around 26 years ago, I was traveling in India. While I was traveling there, I was almost a year in India. I started to naturally, without knowing what, uh, what I'm passing through, I started to lose different pieces of my identity. But without knowing what is happening, I could not really translate it. That was causing some confusion between me and myself because the way that I was functioning was a lot through the personality that I knew. And then that personality started to, to change or to melt or to subside. So I had to tap into to what is really the anchor between me and myself. What is that anchor? Mm -hmm. The anchor that is beyond the personality. Uh, that led me into, into a marvelous journey that is still unfolding until today. And this is the magic of life. Okay, what did it feel like when you say you're losing parts of your personality? What did that feel like and look like to you? Yes, it's like we have our orientation point and many times lies in our personality and what we are doing and how we are doing and how we used to to our uh, respond and how we are used to the way that we are perceiving stuff so in the moment that this i am is moving aside you start to perceive stuff on a different layer we can say that you can start to perceive it more energetically or you start to feel the pulsated the pulse of life more strong and and that could be that phase in the in the spiritual opening that could be confusing that can be confusing so many times in that point people will or become confused and will try to control it and will try to strengthen their personality or they will go to explore what there is on the other side of my belief system what there is on the other side of of what I've been taught. So you're a teacher, so people could call on you and learn from you, and you could guide people towards towards their absolute truth. So you're a teacher now at your core, yes? Yes, but I would say at the same time that I cannot claim that I'm a teacher without claiming that I'm a student as well. Right. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing teaching. It's an ongoing life uh, um, influence, the impact of right. life. Is, is putting me in both of the places that I'm a teacher and I'm a student because I'm, I'm learning the art of life. What does a spiritual opening look like? When would you come across one of those? <laughs> mm. it's, uh, it's a beautiful question. It's very hard to, to define. Any, any practice that uh, that we are doing many times it can happen also spontaneously but let's say if we are already having any practice like yoga meditation uh, plant medicine breathing techniques 
very active uh, extreme sport. We will come to, we will have glimpses. We will have glimpses that is moment that the I am is moving and creation is just filling us up. In the in the purity of it, it's just filling us up. Many times people will uh, project it still on the outside. Oh, it's because I saw this beautiful mountain. Oh, I was uh, deep in meditation. They will project it on the outside, on the action. Is beyond the, the action. The action was just a trigger. But what we need to look at is what is happening. What is happening, the, the I am moved aside and something else came inside. Yeah. It's like uh, there is no vacuum in nature. When something, uh, for a second there is a vacuum, something will fill it up. So it's like this also on a spirit level. When the ego is moving aside, when the I am moves aside, there is something else that is uh, entering or uh, been presented and that is the, the grace of creation the grace of creation is what Mitra Politi calls it when you get the ego out of the way and have one of those wonderful spiritual moments Mitra Politi his book is called Insights Steps to Truth you know I'm sure you've heard me tell this story before how once very early on in my yoga practice while in deep meditation I became the mountain Has that ever happened to you? I had like a moment of bliss where I was a mountain and my eyes could see out from the mountain. I could see what the mountain could see. It was an astounding moment of bliss. But I did exactly what Mitra talked about. I talked about how, oh, I was in meditation and I became the mountain. You know, my big fat eye had to get right back in there. Instead of seeing what it really was, which is I stepped aside and the energy of creation took over. It was such a magical, magical thing. It was definitely a spiritual opening. It definitely put me on a path, for sure. It gave me hope. It's like, oh yeah, I knew that's what we were supposed to be feeling, at least some of the time. And we get so far away from it, and our brains get so big and full. Because thinking is fun, too. Figuring out is fun, too. But feeling and getting in touch with the pulsation of the universe is what Mitra Politi wants to give you. Insights, Steps to Truth. That's the full title of Mitra Politi's new book. So these days, I don't zen out in yoga class much anymore because I don't go to the gyms and when I try to do yoga in my house I end up with three pugs on top of me and a cat if I'm good and lucky but in nature and with my animals is where I truly find that feeling that rhythm of life feeling you know you can look into a creature's eyes and say we have something similar this spark of life between us so similar so magical and we are surrounded by it just surrounded by the natural world and the billions of miracles happening every minute in the natural world. So I've had times over the course of my life, and maybe you have too, where I've dipped a toe into veganism or vegetarianism or just eating more plants and less meat. And you know when that first started for me? I'm almost afraid to tell you this because it might ruin your Sunday morning bacon and eggs, but... I was in Italy visiting my friend's family in Italy and they kept the pigs out in the backyard and I heard them. I heard the pigs. And then like the next night they served the pigs and it flipped me out. 
So I became a, a vegetarian for a good long time, many years. And then I don't know what happened one day. It was like a holiday. There was a roast beef there. I ate it. I have no idea what that was all about. But I do know that eating less animal products makes me happier, especially now that I have chickens. And you see what sweet characters they are, each one with a different personality. Kathy Freston is here once again. And, you know, if you can't wait to put that cheeseburger on the grill, that's okay. Just let this information wash over you because some little piece of it may touch you in some way. It may be just the thing you needed to hear. Or maybe someone else in your life needs to hear it. Jean Stone, a former Peace Corps volunteer who has written, co-written, or ghost-written more than 45 books, including Forks Over Knives, How Not to Die, Living the Farm Sanctuary Life, and Eat for the Planet. Jean teamed up with Kathy Freston, another New York Times bestseller, who's written The Lean Quantum Wellness and Clean Protein. How'd they get together? Gene and I are just like great friends. I loved his work. He's written some amazing books, and uh, we just hit it off immediately. And we were sitting around thinking, you know, there's never been a book. There's all kinds of books for animal protection. There's all kinds of books for, you know, losing weight or eating healthy. But there's no book that just gives all the reasons for going vegan. A lot of people are already there, but this is the book that you, if you're curious, or you have a friend or a family member who's curious and they've heard about it, it's like this is the book that says, yeah, you've heard the word vegan, you've heard the word plant-based, you don't know why you should do it. And we were like, why don't we write that book so that all the reasons are super well-researched but short, easy to digest, no pun intended. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's sort of one of those things that you can easily give out to other people. Because I remember when I was first vegan, people would say, well, what about this? And what about this? And I, I, did, I couldn't remember. I was like, there's something about cancer. There's something about heart disease. There's something about climate change. But I couldn't remember all the details. And mm-hmm. so I felt like I, I couldn't speak about it articulately. So this is the book that sort of has all the facts and in a short little chapter for each each reason. So when you're curious about something, it's like, wait, I want to know about the keto diet that I hear is so great. Or what do you, what do you mean it makes sex better? Or, you know, uh, all the different reasons, like, aren't we biologically made to eat meat? Okay, here's, here's that description. So it just sort of explains everything in one easy to read book. Uh, Kathy, what do you Hello? mean it makes sex better? Hello, back up. I know. Okay, there's there's a chapter in the book, uh, reason number 10. It's uh, dude, your erections, hashtag better longer. And the reason it makes sex better is because the same thing that clogs up your arteries to your heart is also clogging up the circulation to a man's penis. And so, yeah, that that inability to get a really nice erection isn't there when you're eating a lot of animal products. You get it's all gummed up inside and you don't have that free flow of blood flow. And when you're eating vegan, healthy vegan, you know, it's just like, boom, you're you're all there. And the same thing for women. That same circulation goes to a woman's naughty bits. (laughs) You get all that great blood flow and therefore the lubrication is good your nerves are feeling uh all tingly and this and once again the 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 sex is is so much better when you're eating a plant-based diet what about climate change yeah what about climate change the single most powerful thing you can do 
as an individual is to move away from eating animals and, and eat a plant-based diet because, uh, for instance, cows emit a lot of methane through their burps and farts. And you'd think, okay, that can't make a big difference in the world, just a cow's little, you know, burps and farts. But if you consider how many cows are being raised uh, for beef, there's a ton of that. And methane is 28 times uh, more powerful uh, in terms of global climate change than carbon dioxide, and cows are a huge source of methane. So, you know, every time you're having a burger, you're, like, contributing to those uh, global warming gases being emitted. And it's just really powerful when you think of, of, you know, if every American went vegan for just one day in the United States, we'd save 90 billion gallons of water, and that would be enough to supply all American homes for a week. We'd, we'd save 2.8 million acres of land. We'd, uh, we'd save the fossil fuels equivalent to 78 million gallons of gas. So it's really one of those things that we can do as on a personal level, because we can't like change the infrastructure and the grid, and you know we can certainly buy an electric vehicle if we can afford it, and, and that's you know a timely thing for us. But moving from eating animals to plant-based is such a powerful thing that we can do for the environment, because you know animals they poop a lot, they they pollute the the water. It's not their fault, but the the vast number of animals that are raised for our food is just polluting our water systems, polluting our air, our land. And so eating vegan changes all of that. But speak to the people who say, but we were cavemen. We would go out with the rock and the stick and we would wrest our food from, you know, the (laughs) creatures roaming on the earth. Yeah. Why did it change? Well, you know, if you're a caveman and you're looking for calories, you know, that an animal scavenged from, you know, a hunt, uh, if a bear killed another animal and you, you come across the remains and uh, fire has been discovered by then, yeah, that's a good source of calories. But we're not cavemen, and cavemen died, you know, in their early 30s, and we certainly don't want to follow the, those footsteps. And, of course, in your early 30s, you you have not seen the progress of heart disease and, um, you know, diabetes and all kinds of stuff when you get into your 60s and 70s. And, and so we don't want to follow in the footsteps of cavemen. We want to, we know more, we can do more, there's more food that's available. We want to stretch out our lives way, way into our 90s. And we want to enjoy those years without feeling uh, burdened by type 2 diabetes and certain kinds of cancer and heart disease and all that. Kathy, please tell me what I can replace my chicken with. Oh, gosh. There's so many things you can... So, okay, chicken, you think that that's a lean meat. They, they tell, my mom just got out of the hospital for heart disease, and she, they, she was given this a list of foods that she can eat, and one of them is lean chicken. And it's like, are you kidding me? Even lean chicken has more saturated fat and cholesterol than plant-based, like way more. I mean, it's really trouble for your heart. Um, so I would replace it with, personally, I... I 
am a big fan of beans and legumes. Lentils, you know, one cup of lentils has uh, 17 grams of protein, plus you're getting lots of fiber. So you can have lentil soup, you can have, you know, put your lentils in any kind of, you know, salad or, you know, make a lentil loaf. Um, I also love grilled tofu because I love the feeling of, you know, uh, sort of a steak on my plate. And so I grill it up with all kinds of herbs and spices and sometimes I bread it and it's really delicious. And then also there's, there's all these alt proteins, these alternative proteins like alternative chicken. There's one by corn, there's one by garden, and it looks and tastes exactly like chicken, but it's made from plant-based uh, protein and grains, and it's delicious. Zero cholesterol. So I, I would try the alternative meats first because that's going to be so similar to what you're used to. And then as you get healthier and you get more comfortable, just try uh, starting to, to, to experiment with some beans and legumes and lentils and tofu and things like that. Okay. 72 Reasons to be Vegan is the book. Have you seen the movie My Octopus Teacher? Oh, my God. That Was that amazing? I don't think that I, incredible? I'm never going to be the same. Like, I can't get yeah. it out of my head. Yeah. It's just incredible. When you see this creature underneath the sea who has such a life, you know, so aware, so brilliant at what he does and how he navigates his life down there, how he protects himself, and then how playful he is and curious, you know, the octopus. And then you think, okay, well, these are, this is pretty much like all creatures, you know, whether they're animals in the ocean, you know, fish, or if it's uh, a pig or a cow or a chicken, they're all kind of personalities. They're unique personalities. They're curious. They, um, they try to protect their well-being and their safety. They have their own set of needs and desires, and they have moods. And like, so once you start seeing animals, just like you started seeing that octopus in a certain light, you think, oh my God, I don't want to eat these, these, you know, animals, these creatures who have this great personality. So um, yeah. it's, it's a real learning and eye-opening experience for sure. And these creatures that have every right to be here as much as I do. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You know? so exactly. If you're if you're yeah. just even dreaming of the shift, start there. My octopus teacher. I, I, oh, I, it's still with yeah. me. All right, please. Yeah. Just for fun, in the minute we have left, famous vegans. Oh, how about Gandhi? How about um, Pythagoras was the first vegetarian. Um, you've got Ellen and Portia. You've got uh, Toby Maguire, Spider Man, uh, Serena and Venus Williams. Lean toward it. They're veganish. You know, you've got Jessica Chastain, who is gorgeous and brilliant. Um, strongest man in the world is this uh, Patrick Bamumian in Germany. So you've got you've got Cory Booker, who's a politician. You've so you've got all kinds of athletes, celebrities, politicians, philosophers, thinkers who have been vegan or certainly lean toward plant based. Cory Booker from New Jersey is vegan? He sure is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a surprise. Okay. I, yep. I guess he doesn't, you know, cross over and go down for a Philly cheesesteak. Um, <laughs> Kathy well, Preston, a plant-based yes. version he would, oh, I guess. A plant-based, absolutely. Kathy Freston, yeah. it's always, always, always great to talk to you. Um, and where can people you go too. for more information? 
Um, come to, come visit me on Instagram if you're on Instagram. We have a great conversation going at Kathy Freston. You can also go to my website, kathyfreston.com. And the book, 72 Reasons to Be Vegan, is sold everywhere books are sold, and we're super excited about it. So join us. That's Kathy Freston. Her book, 72 Reasons to Be Vegan. So if you haven't seen it yet, the movie, My Octopus Teacher, came out last September, nominated for a Best Documentary. My Octopus Teacher. I don't even want to tell you about it. I just want you to rent it. If you like documentaries, you're going to love this story of a man who actually became friends with an octopus. It's the only way we can describe it. It is really something beautiful. Really something beautiful that gets you thinking more about, like what Mitra Politi was talking about, the energy that is pulsating in the universe when we stop thinking and when we feel and open ourselves up and put the ego away, something else rushes in. Something else rushes in. Or maybe that's what's there underneath the whole time. That's absolutely what's there underneath the whole time. And we just need to stop and drop all the stuff we're carrying to feel that wonderful connection that we have to the universe. And that's what I think happened in this documentary. So that's our talk for today, right? Think less, feel more, get in touch with the natural world. And let's get together again next week. Our thought for the day is from Nikola Tesla, who said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.